On the show today, Rich and I discuss the upcoming summer grilling season, what you need to get started, and the perfect cocktail for the occasion. I'm your host, Brad Jackson, and you're listening to the May 9th, 2022 edition of Coffee and Koshan. So, Rich, it is hot, hot, hot outside, at least down here in Texas, and that means it is grilling season. And uh, there's really nothing more American than uh, grilling your burgers or chicken or or what have you, steak, uh, in the backyard and making a big feast for your family. Um, That is like the quintessential American uh, way of preparing a meal. And I love grilling. Now, uh, you know, in Texas, it never really gets (laughs) that cold. Um, So we sort of grill all year. but, But the upcoming grilling season is really... Um, Memorial Day through uh, the fall, through like Labor Day, maybe uh, Halloween, depending upon where you live. And so I wanted us to chat today about if if people are listening and they're like, oh man, it's almost grilling time. What do I need to get me going? I want us to run by that. So first I want to have a discussion with you about charcoal and gas. I am a charcoal man. You are a gas man. So we're going to have this conversation here. Honestly, I think if you can, it's best to have one of each. Because uh, the benefit about doing gas is that you turn it on and it's there, boom. And uh, you can easily control your heat and uh, it's, it's much easier to get done grilling fast uh, with gas. However, what I enjoy about charcoal is that although it takes a lot longer to get, heating, uh, to get heated up than gas would, uh, you get that sort of charcoal smoky to all your food, which is one which one thing I really really enjoy. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about gas first. Um, you have a gas grill. What do you have, and and how do you use it? What's what's the the easiest way uh, you find uh, to cook with it? So I have a, a charbroil five burner uh, with a side burner gas grill. It was actually something that I switched to when we moved back in 2020. I had one of those. Uh, real cheap uh, kettle charcoal grills that everyone has. And it it just never worked right for me. You know, basically as soon as the charcoal got to temperature, it would start going out. And this was a a poor design of this $30 charcoal grill. I I actually like charcoal, but I switched to this for precisely the reasons you stated. And the thing I like about it is it's, very easy for inexperienced people to not overcook their food. So one thing that I like to do is preheat the grill and then turn off the burners underneath where I'm actually going to be cooking for chicken or steak and use it more like an oven and then transfer the meat over to above the flame to get that texture at the end. And the the speed is another big factor that, that like you mentioned, uh, I will grill basically any time. So even if it's 30 degrees outside, when you don't necessarily want to go out and experience the full ritual of building a fire and, and hanging out with your family or friends, you can just turn it on and go. I would even grill sometimes during my lunch break, like, throw some chicken in some marinade first thing in the morning (laughs) and then just go grill real quick on my lunch break. So that is what I like about 
gas, but I am looking to add charcoal back into the mix. I just need to get a nicer grill for precisely the reasons that you stated with the smokiness and there's just something more primal about it. So it is. That's my, know, that's that's my favorite word to describe charcoal grilling is primal. Um, and and for those of you who are are trying to do charcoal or would like to do charcoal, I want to run through some some quick steps on how to make that uh, easier for you. So it's not going to be like you know flip a switch like it is on uh, a gas grill to get you going, but there are ways to make it go faster for you and and ways to make it easier. Um, the first one of those things is get a chimney starter and don't you dare ever buy lighter fluid. Lighter fluid makes everything taste like gas. Don't buy lighter fluid. Don't do it. Get a chimney starter. They're like 20 bucks at Home Depot. They're these big steel tubes and they have a grate in the bottom and uh, you put some um, some newspaper uh, in the bottom. What I like to do, the sort of pro tip is I get a stick from my yard. I mean, just like a broken branch that happens to be sitting around and I jam it down the center of the uh, chimney starter. And then I fill, fill around with um, the, the uh, charcoal briquettes. And then um, I uh, spray a little bit of uh, olive oil or something uh, on the paper at the bottom and then on the uh, stick uh, sort of uh, at the top. And then you, you light it, you set it on top of the charcoal grill and you walk away. And in like 20 minutes, it's fully ready to go. You pour it on the grill and now your grill is going. So um, what I like to do is I get it started. Then I go finish prepping all my stuff in the kitchen. And then I come back out and it's ready to go and my prep is done. So um, I think if you condense it that way, you don't need lighter fluid. Don't ever buy lighter fluid. Um, At least not for grilling. If you're setting something on fire. Okay, that makes sense. But if if you're (laughs) grilling, do not buy lighter fluid. It it, It is not what you need. Um, but that way it really gets you going and um, you can grill wonderful tasting stuff. The other thing I like to have around, uh, if you are at a Home Depot or even at like a good grocery store, um, they will have smoking uh, chunks of wood for smoking. And if you want to throw some of those in uh, some water for a few hours before you grill, you can put those on the grill and then you can get apple wood, cherry wood, um, you know, oak, um, uh, all, all these different flavors uh, of wood into your food as well when you cook. And that's a wonderful way to sort of spice things up, um, particularly with chicken. If you do some uh, some apple wood or cherry wood when you're grilling chicken, and it just it adds a whole other level of flavor. Um, Rich, what is your favorite thing to grill with your family? What's the most common thing you guys do on the grill? So probably the most common thing we do, particularly now in the day of uh, with the inflation that we're experiencing, is chicken thighs. Bone in, skin on, boneless, skinless. Chicken thighs are delicious. Uh, They are superior to chicken breast for almost everything you want to cook. They're a very forgiving cut because they've got more fat in them. So they don't tend to dry out like the breasts do. So we do a lot of chicken thighs. But also, you know, tonight, uh, you know, for those of you listening, we don't do this live. We're actually recording. It's Mother's Day. So I'm going to cook some ribeyes here in a little bit. And what I might do with the ribeyes, to go to your point about the, the smoke and the wood chips, is there is a cheat 
that you can use with a gas grill. And that is the foil pack where you get some heavy duty foil, you put your chips inside of it and poke some holes in it. And you throw that on your gas grill and that will start heating up, slowly releasing the smoke into the grill and add that flavor. Now, obviously this is not as good as actual charcoal cooking. But what I think people don't realize when it comes to grilling or smoking is that you don't need as much sustained long-term smoke during your cook as one would think it, right. it the meat absorbs what you need it to absorb fairly quickly and so just keep that in mind when you're cooking and uh yeah so what is your go-to uh, you, you cook a, a variety of things so what's your favorite thing when you get the grill out for the first time what are you going to go for well you know what you just said uh brought something to mind i didn't plan on talking about this but um uh, you're absolutely right on the smoke thing uh particularly like if, if you think about when you're smoking a brisket for instance or you're smoking a hog um the smoke flavor it imparts into the meat is only for the first little while of that, okay? And the rest of the time, you're you're cooking the meat. So the way I've found to, to, to shortcut briskets and make them 10 times easier, I sous vide a brisket. And I get it in a gigantic Ziploc bag, uh, suck out the air, stick it in a, a huge, uh, like a storage tub, and uh, put the lid on, cut a hole in the lid, put my sous vide um, stick in there and it sous vide for 48 hours and that fully cooks the brisket, keeps it crazy moist and then you only have to smoke it for a few hours, like three to four hours and that gets all the bark and the smoke on it and you're done. Instead of doing like a like a 12-hour brisket where you have to get up at like five in the morning and, and deal with all that crap, like no, 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 no. You put it in your bathtub for 48 hours and then you put it on the smoker for three or four hours and you're done. Um, I bring this up because um, I, uh, a friend and I started doing this a couple years ago and uh, he and his um, uh, wife recently held a baby shower and they did this trick and we had brisket at the baby shower and it was easy. Even though the baby shower was at 11 in the morning, no one had to like stay up all night and smoke the damn thing. Um, sous vide it for 48 hours in the bathtub, threw it on the, on the smoker for a few hours, bam, brisket, uh, tacos at a baby shower. Um, there's, there's ways to make this easier. (laughs) Um, one of the things I love to do on a grill, um, and this is going to sound so pedestrian, but it's great. I love beer can chicken and my kids love beer can chicken. And beer can chicken on the grill is one of our favorite things. We do beer can chicken all the time. My kids are always like, hey, dad, 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 can you make beer can chicken this week? Can you make beer can chicken? So, like, like I'm doing beer can chicken all the damn time. And um, the trick for doing great beer can chicken on the grill is something you mentioned earlier. Do not grill it directly over the coals or, or the gas burners. Like you said, you're trying to make this an oven that just tastes better than your regular oven, right? So um, if you are doing it in a charcoal grill, either uh, do it on like like half of, uh, put the coals on half of the grill, or if you can do them in like a donut shape, sort of do it around the side and put the bird in the middle, depending upon the size of your grill. Um, if you're doing it on a gas grill, uh, you can, you know, cut off the burners on the right side or the left side, what have you, 
put the bird on that side and then uh, get the the uh, gas on the other side. And um, that way it's it, it doesn't burn uh, as the juices fall. It doesn't cause like giant flare-ups, which is always a pain in the ass. Um, but it imparts that wonderful grilling flavor into your beer can chicken. And the other trick on beer can chicken is uh, if you set out some butter a few hours before you're going to do it, and you mix, you uh, wait till it's all soft, and you mix into that butter some whatever spices you want in the bird and make a real uh, wonderful compound butter out of it. And then if you um, stick your finger between the skin of the bird and uh, the meat of the bird, you can make little pockets. And you just fill those pockets, uh, like in the breasts and on the side, um, with that compound butter. And as you cook it in the grill, that compound butter is going to melt and it's going to get between the meat and the skin. And if you also cover the skin with butter um, or oil, then you have crispy skin, you have a crazy moist bird, and it's fantastic. I'm telling you, once you make this for your family, they're going to be wanting beer can chicken all the time. And frankly, if you don't drink, say say you're someone and you're like, hey, I'd like to make beer can chicken, but I don't drink. That's fine. You don't actually have to use uh, beer. I would get a can, whether that's like a can of like um, uh, like carbonated water, uh, if you have that sitting around instead of beer. Um, and I would fill that that can with all sorts of great stuff, just stuff you like. Um, uh, you could fill it with uh, you could fill it with bone broth, for instance, if you have that lying around. You could fill it with uh, water and a bunch of spices. You could put water and then put like some uh, shoots of rosemary or something in there or some lemon juice, uh, all sorts of stuff. It's just a a sort of a vessel to give you uh, steam, flavored steam, essentially, right? And that's what that beer can does. Um, And that's why it's it's one of the things that is just so perfect to me on the grill. And every time I do beer can chicken, I'll tell you, um, you being an Arkansas boy, you're going to appreciate this. I love to do okra with beer can chicken. It is my favorite vegetable with that. Okay, but now how are you cooking the okra with the beer can? Are you frying it or are you, what are you, what are you no, doing No, I here? do it on the grill. I do it, oh. so, so if I'm doing the beer can chicken in the middle and I can get the, the coals and a donut around it, then I just do the okra in, in the donut section on the grill. Just real fast. Like it cooks real quick. You just sort of, let it let it get a little let it get a little uh, color on it. Flip it. Let it get a little color on it. It's fantastic. It is a it is a great way to do uh, okra. And my kids my kids will eat okra by the pound. Um, we actually my ex wife and I tried to grow okra in our garden one time, um, which ended up being a disaster. But we we did it because my kids just eat so much okra that we thought, hey, we should just grow this so we don't just uh, so we can stop spending so much money on okra. Um, it didn't end up working. The squirrels took it all. Um, but, uh, we, we love okra in this house. And if we're making beer can chicken, we're probably having okra with it. And one quick point that about the charcoal placement, this is why when you buy a charcoal grill, you've got to think about the size and the layout. There's this tendency, I think, when you go and you're just looking, you're like, okay, that'll hold about 12 burgers. That's good. But you really need a design that allows you to do that charcoal placement, whether it's, you know, the donut or half and half where you've just got the coals on one side, because that's where you can run into trouble. So any of you out there who are like, okay, it's grilling season. I'm going to go buy a new charcoal grill. 
probably buy a little bit bigger than you think you will need so that you have the flexibility to do all these great things like, you know, indirect cooking and and whatnot. So keep that in mind. All right. So when you're grilling, one of the things I like to always do is I and this is going to come as a surprise to no one. I like to have a cocktail when I grill. (laughs) And um, today we have a fantastic cocktail for the hot summer months. And you're going to tell us all about it. So ranch water is an item that many of you may have become aware of because of its huge proliferation into the canned mixed beverage uh, market. But ranch water is actually a cocktail that you can easily and should make for yourself. It's reminiscent of a margarita, although a much drier one and with much less sugar to it. And it's got three ingredients, perhaps four if you want to go for a a garnish or if you want to rim your glass, that is. But ranch water. So you need a shot of tequila, of silver tequila. Uh, Just use your favorite silver tequila. You'll need a generous amount of lime juice, about half of a lime. Use fresh lime. Uh, I'll always yeah, say I never use, use the juice. squeeze bottle stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. It's 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 just so much fresher and adds that nice acidity and crispness without any funky aftertaste to it. So you you get you a glass. I like to rim mine. I forget the name of it, but I've got a. I I seasoned like it's salt and some chili powder and a little bit of a a lemon flavor in it. So, you know, there's some some fake, but I will rim a glass with that. Throw a shot of tequila in throw uh, you squeeze half of a lime in, add some ice and then top it off with Topo Chico. This is very important. Uh, Tobo Chico is the superior sparkling water. It is the best there is just for for drinking by itself. I was so excited recently to find it because the supply chain took out Topo Chico for about six months here where you could find it in Mexican restaurants. You know, wholesalers were still having it, but you couldn't find a case of it. And so I finally found it recently and just immediately grabbed it up. And I think I had a ranch water, uh, you know, a day or two later, but the Topo Chico, the mineral content, it's very carbonated and it adds a lot. So, you know, if you're going rafting or whatever, and you want to buy the ranch water, you know, buy the cans, you don't want to be sitting in a canoe trying to make a cocktail, but if you're at home firing up the grill, I would encourage you to expand your cocktail repertoire to the light and refreshing, perfect for a hot day, perfect for cooling you down while you stand by a fire, ranch water. There you go. So now you have how to do uh, grilling, how to get you going in the grilling season, and what to drink while you're doing it. See, that's great. See, we, we got them all set up, Rich. We got them all set up. We're, we're here to help. We're here to help. All right. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, Brad. Thank you.